Welcome to the Honest EP podcast. We are the podcast for health professionals in the wider community looking to explore diverse ideas in health, ask some hard questions and have some honest conversations. My name is Archie, I'm an EP based on Sydney's Northern Beaches. Joining me as always is Allied Health business owner, Andrew. Andrew, how are you? I'm well, Archie, how are you? Very well, thank you. And like we promised last episode, we have a guest and our guest is currently pouring Guinness. Guinness into glasses. Our guest name is Alan. Alan is at the end of his last exercise physiology placement that he's just done with us. So he's basically an exercise physiologist now. But what I might do is I'll let Alan introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. Hey Dylan. Hey everybody. I'm Alan English is my name. And as Archie just said, I've just finished my final placement with Sydney University, um, and I'm just finished my exercise physiologist degree, hoping to get accredited pretty soon. Um, I've been in Australia for 10 years now. Um, I lived in the corporate world for 12 and a half. I used to work for a big multinational, but it was never really for me. I just kind of wanted to make a break and go into the health end of things. I always had a big interest in health sciences, fitness, training, so I decided to make a break for it there about five or six years ago. So and here I am. And here he is. And so, pouring Guinness. What, yeah, what, yeah. Why, are we, why are we drinking Guinness, Alan? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you lads always have your craft beers, right? So I've listened to some of your podcasts, but I was kind of thinking it'd be nice to have a little bit of a twist, right? Have a little taste of uh, a bit of home. Oh. <laughs> uh, Irish stout. It looks, I know it looks very heavy and it looks hard to drink, but actually it's not. It's very, very smooth. It's yeah, lovely. Right. Is it, me. will you me. normally have it cold at home or warm? Uh, or like, uh, cold, it has to be cold, you can't have Guinness hot. No, right. no way, no, 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 no. I feel like I've talked to a bunch of English, British people and they've said that, no, 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 it should be like room temperature. No, no, if you go to Ireland and you get a pint of Guinness anywhere, it'll always be served really, really, really cold. The colder, the better. Yeah. And they're the ones who know how to do it. They're the ones that I have to do. That's where it comes yeah. from, right? Yeah. Okay. Away from the tourist traps in Dublin on the outskirts <laughs> but when you go down the country in Ireland definitely they'll pour a fantastic Guinness that's actually quite smooth it's actually really good yeah super smooth um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what, what should we be looking for in a, in a, in a Guinness what what's, what's good about that you can't dwell too much about you see the, the way the head settles on the top you need to get right past that okay take a good sip okay and I was actually looking on the Guinness website last night and there was a whole blurb around, you know, you should get the, a little bit of a malty taste with some car- subtle taste of caramel and that kind of thing, but I don't know about that. To me, it just tastes like a nice, smooth stout beer. Smooth stout. You're not a fan. Oh, I'm, okay, to be honest, my first couple of sips haven't been bad at all. I don't know if that's just because it's Friday afternoon <laughs> and, and just beer is good in general. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I must say, I, I expected it to be, I, no, I, I expected it to be worse. Right. Okay. I don't normally like stouts in general. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not mad at this at all. It's it's quite smooth. Yeah, I like it. Andrew. Andrew's very quiet. I think he's. A... I'm I'm considering it. I think. Are you so... considering drinking it? <laughs> is this is it, <laughs> the, first time, it, is it the first time you've both tasted it? No. No. Um, when when we lived overseas, we went to uh, the Guinness factory. Oh, you did. In Ireland. So that was this is probably the second time. 
Didn't go back. <laughs> didn't go back. <laughs> Got a picture. Left on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the well, cans actually, the cans actually come directly from the St James's Gate Brewery in Dublin. No way. But the, the stuff on tap in a pub in Australia is terrible. It's very very hard to drink. Ah. Oh. Because a component of the beer is exported from the brewery. Yeah. But once it gets outside of Ireland, some of the breweries put their own little kind of added mixture to it to really? make it look like a Guinness, but the tastes are worlds apart when you compare it to a pint out of a glass here in a pub in Sydney versus yeah. back in Dublin. It doesn't compare. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good to know because I feel like I've, I've had it once yeah. in Sydney and it wasn't nice. It's rank. But maybe that's... <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's but okay. out of the can, it's as close as you're going to get to... To what we got back on, yeah, back in Dublin, back in Dublin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay. Well, Ali, wanted to have you on because I think you have quite a unique perspective on EP and where it fits in the world of coming from personal training, having you know been a personal trainer and then going back to uni to learn more the clinical side of things mm. and that experience. So I think it was quite good to have you on. And we have a couple of times we want to get through. Sure. And I thought I'd leave it to you. It's like, well, where do you want to start when we're talking about kind of personal training and exercise physiology yeah. and university? What's kind of... At, you're now at the end of this process now mm. as of today. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. It's <laughs> awesome. Long um, road. Long road. What's, what's yeah. your biggest takeaway of coming, having these three different forces come together? Yeah, it's, it's, very, um, it's very interesting. I think if I, if I think back to my first... I suppose a couple of months in uni, I was expecting all three worlds to be rolled into one academic course mm. and that I was going to get educated by the best academics, we'd have practical hands-on strength training um, by you know people who knew a lot about their exercise and techniques and things like that mm. and we'd have a little bit of insight into data when we were doing the sports science in the first two years um, and it would all roll into you being, you know, a, a more than capable practitioner at the end of a four, four and a half year. But I think before the end of my first semester in uni, I realised, oh, actually, maybe uni is only going to tick one of these boxes mm. um, in terms of creating the foundational knowledge that you need to, you know, to give you the insight into the science, the biology, the physiology. Mm. Um, and, and the core, I suppose, is as to what's going on in the body. But in terms of your uh, communications and how you build up your interpersonal skills with clients and how actually what you learn in uni translates to what happens in reality in a clinical environment or in, in a gym environment, I quickly realised it was very, very different. Uh, there was a big gap there. Yeah, wow. That makes sense. Do you feel like that that should be a responsibility of the unis to bridge that gap? Or is that something that just kind of happens once you Yeah, finish? I think, I, I actually think that the, the university should own some responsibility for that area. I think they should probably set the expectations early on for incoming students exactly what the module is going to entail. Um, now I know we all get the unit outlines and things like that, right? But number one, there's not a lot of students that read them. <laughs> um, the other, the, the other thing is, is that I think a lot of the students 
you know, when they come in doing a, a, a exercise physiology, sports science, and all the physio students are together for the first couple of years, everybody's like, right, when can we, well, some people are, when can we get to the meaty stuff in the gym? Yeah. But you realize actually it's not, it's, not, it's actually not going to happen. It doesn't really come, does it? It doesn't really come. Mm. So then you, you kind of, I, I do think that the university should make clear expectations around what the modules are going to entail, what they don't, but maybe how those gaps can be bridged. And here's, you know, trusted service providers that we may use through the uni free to bridge that gap on your semester breaks or your summer holidays. Guys, this is what we recommend you do to bring up those skills so you're ready when you come to the end of your degree, you're ready to hit the ground running. Mm. So instead of um, going in there and going, when I leave uni, I'm going to be a finished product, it's more so you've left uni and gone, okay, well, I have the foundations to then learn more, I guess, yeah. is what they've done. Yeah, mm. you've, got the, you've got the physiology and the science foundations to carry on from mm. or to the next step. Mm. But they've kind of left quite a bit for you to do. You left like. quite a bit for you to do, yeah. And I, th- I, I listened to one of your earlier podcasts with Andrew where you guys actually mentioned that... Um, the, you know, university, I think, is, is great in the last two years of giving you the kind of position statements and <laughs> advising you how, you know, to, how to keep the environment safe for the client and mm. potentially not inflict anything that's dangerous, right? Yeah. But that's it. Mm. It's not anything around, well, how can we make these people actually perform better or move better? Mm. Or how do we program for these people? And mm. um, there's, there's that kind of gap, yeah, I believe. Mm. It's funny because like, I went through this course how many years ago and I, I thought the same kind of thing. Right? Mm. You know, having not personally not done personal training properly pre-uni, um, you, you go into a course uh, expecting to, to learn you know, programming and uh, learn yeah. how to teach these. You know, the, the, main, the main body movements, the main compound movements yeah. I'm going to need to base any programming, yeah. base any prescription off. Um, I think what they kind of did was leave that in the hands of the placements to go, well, you should kind of cover this when you're at your hands-on experience when you're with different businesses and that sort of thing. Yeah, in year three or year four, right? Right. But at that stage, you're at the end of your degree, Mm. Mm. you know, and I think really as well, I think a better maybe system for the unis would be actually to have students out in placement from year one. You get an awful lot more engagement, I think, and probably um, a, an awful lot more students coming back asking relevant questions, mm. I think. Mm. Um, and for me, I think from the personal training end of things, that was, that was curiosity from my, I suppose, from my side. I wanted to get into that area to try and implement what I was learning in uni. How do we apply the anatomy and understand mm. it a bit better? And I was just very fortunate to get a job in the city worked for like an ex-pro MMA, MMA fighter from oh, Manchester yeah. in the UK. But he was he was fantastic at leading the team in the gym, um, led by, an, by example, trained hard and got mm. the right kind of um, level from everyone in the gym. Mm. But he was, he was a great man for anatomy and mm. exercise execution as well. And that went, well, that went so far. I was going back into uni on a the following week on, okay, yeah, I understand that last lecture, mm. origin point, insertion point, that does this, that mm. muscle does this. We have to hold the lap pull-down bar this way in order to engage X muscle, right? Mm. So it all started to kind of mesh together, which is pretty cool. I think it's interesting when you talk about the personal training side of things, 
because I guess what we've found in the last couple of years of taking students is the students who have experience doing personal training generally come in here and do a really, really good job. Mm. Or who, people who've um, had experience doing a, a role where they teach people things, have to talk to clients every day and then teach them and show them things, um, do way better than the ones who are the best book smart people. Yeah, yeah. Because that doesn't really turn, oh, we don't have to go back into this, but it doesn't turn into good clinicians just like that. <laughs> yeah. I did listen to that podcast as well, right? That was cool. But uh, no, I, I, I agree. I, I definitely agree with you there. I think, you know, if you're, if you're maybe not used to being around people in a one-to-one situation mm. or maybe a bit of an introvert or a quiet person, which there's nothing wrong with that, but mm. I'm introverted myself, right? But I love I, to, yeah, but I, I still love to have a chat with people and engage right. with people. Um, but the personal training situation, you've got to work it. It forces you to work at that weakness. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And then after time, after time, you're like, oh, you know, actually, I can actually do this. I can get into the routine of this. And, mm. um, you know, you can strike up conversations quickly, a bit of practice, and then all of a sudden you can take that whole area then mm. into clinical placement as well at uni. Yeah. It's an important part of it, you know, like it definitely for coming into a clinical based environment or even outside, no matter where you end up in the people business, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it, it definitely helps you build up those communication skills you need. I think like what, what a good personal trainer does is, is more than half of the job of what a good EP does. Mm-hmm. You know, if they've nailed like the, the client experience and the communication and they've got really good exercise prescription. And I feel like those are, you know, that's a, at least half of not, wait, no, that's way more than half. Yeah, of, it's, a, it's a big chunk. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, <coughs> I enjoy some of the commentary on Facebook, mm. you know, the ESSA platforms and stuff like that, where, you know, people that have been EPs for a long time try to create this huge gulf between mm. yeah. what an EP is and what a PT mm. does as if yeah. they're two you know mutually exclusive professions where mm. I think you just said it perfectly then like there is so much overlap and where overlap. you see really successful people mm. it doesn't really deter it's not determined based on one's a PT or one's mm-hmm. an EP it's just someone that can provide a really good experience can yeah. listen and yeah. hear what somebody's saying and then to provide a, a good exercise prescription like yeah that's that's mm. what we do the difference is the population exactly mm. yeah yeah the and i guess is the population i guess that's yeah. the the gap that uni is trying to to target there is like okay we well, need to know what is relevant for this population yeah and what are the special considerations for people with this condition or this injury or this um disability um and then the rest is up to you to yeah, learn. You have to learn the other two thirds of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as well, you know, it's a great point. And I think when you when you do improve your programming um, as a PT or whatever it might be, you find it a little easier to regress the exercises for the right population because you're already thinking, well, you know, I deal with gen pop. Mm. Um, but I found it a little easier to be able to regress. Mm. The programming principles are the same. Mm. The strength principles are the same that you learn. But yeah, you, you have, a, I think, a little bit of an advantage when it comes to the programming, definitely, so on that side. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think as a supervisor yeah. for placement students, um, especially students who are earlier in their, in their uni uh, degree, the, the things I focus on a lot is, can, can you regress 
an exercise to make it appropriate for this person. You know, say they do a squat and it hurts or they can't do it properly. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, how can we regress it? How, what, how far can we regress it? Mm. What different ways can we do it? Um, what different equipment can we do it with? Yeah. And then, you know, build out that side of the spectrum and then how can you progress it in every mm. way possible so that yeah. in any situation, any gym, uh, with any client, you've got the ways to do that, right? And then it's just whatever's relevant for that person. Yeah. I think those those skills that like, I, I don't know, do, do you do a whole lot of progression regression at uni? No, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have actually. So in first year we did uh, we did muscle mechanics. So to be to be clear, what uni degree did you do? Was it the four year undergrad? I did the sports science for first two years and then transitioned over into uh, exercise physiology. Okay, because yeah. the first two years are the same. Same, anyway, right? yeah, pretty yep. much the same topics, yep. yeah. But I remember we did muscle mechanics in first year, mm. and I think there was one lecture where it was, here's strength training, next slide. Here's periodization, <laughs> next slide. Oh. And then that was it. I, yeah. <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> like I was waiting for the periodization tutorial, you know, mm. and been brought into it, but it didn't happen. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so I was kind of thinking. Oh. Did you? Did you? No, have that? Yeah. yeah, no. no I, was, I kind of had was, to learn. Did yeah. No, not at all. I I think I learnt strength training from going to CrossFit for so long. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's more than three sets of ten reps. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's not periodization or structure. That's mm. just yeah one way of doing it. CrossFit's yeah. like one set of 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 50 sets of one. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. depends on the day. Yeah. yeah. But where, where we, like when I was started working in the gym, um, the head coach there, John, he taught us all about periodization. Mm. And, you know, he said, guys, you need to read on, you need to read up on this stuff. Um, and this is generally the type of periodization we do for our clients. Try it. Um, we had the whole hypotrophy blocks, we had the strength intensification blocks, things like that. Um, and I learned a lot more, I think, in terms of that then. Yeah, it was great, the muscle mechanics um, material we learned in uni, great. Mm. But when I was able to merge that and together with what I was learning in the gym, that went mm. so far. Quick question, Alan. Yes, is there sir. something in my Guinness can? There is. What is it? It's called a widget. <laughs> Did you know there was something in your can? <laughs> Oh, there it is. Flick it yeah. around, yeah. Flick it around. Like, to it. I just poured out the mug yeah. and something went dunk. That's what it is, right? It's this tiny little plastic widget in the in the drink because there's carbon and nitrogen in the cans of Guinness. And when you open it up, it causes a reaction. Mm. So it gets trapped under the widget in the can. So when you tilt into the glass and you get that settling effect, that's the design behind it. Because when you're in a pub, it's the same. Ah, right, right, you get that kind of, it looks like the beer is settling. So yeah. we're thinking, right, how do you make this into a can? Bang. Carbon, nitrogen, and a, and a plastic widget. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Fantastic. I had a piece of plastic in my beer. Well, no, no, no. That's really cool, isn't it? I, God, they really thought about this, haven't they? They have, actually. Yeah, they start, have, actually. Start buying Guinness. Well, how, how's it going, actually? Yeah, well, it's going really well, actually. Well, you always have to you can. It's smooth, isn't it? It is. You get past the, few, the first few gulps, you're all right. It is smooth. I will give you that. I don't think I'd want it not cold. Oh, no. If you get it warm, it's like, a, oh, no, 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 no. You couldn't do that. No. I don't know how it's anyone does room temperature beer, though. 
Because it's, yeah. it's gonna be cold. It's not all the time. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. wanna wanna pivot a little bit there because you've just done the last two years of your course, the two yeah. EP years, um, through through a pandemic. Yeah, I want to know what what your experience was like going through uni yeah. at this stage, like the the last bit of the uni through COVID. Great question. It was it was it was it happened really quick, right? <laughs> I remember like February end of February twenty twenty, we were all back getting set for you know the full on semester and blah 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 yeah. five weeks later it was like alright guys you can't come to can't come to school anymore it's closed <laughs> yeah. and uh, like I think even the even, like the lecturers and all the staff on site were all scrambling trying to figure out what do we do mm. poor lecturers had to update our slides that were like 11 years old <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool oh, but, uh, no. <laughs> oh, hold on hold on I, I want to give something because we all went to Sydney no you didn't go to Sydney no I went to Sydney no, Oh, did you? Yes. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see if we all had the same lectures and the same slides. <laughs> oh, I tell like you a what, fifteen-year period. My even though I was like the fourth year to go through, I knew those slides were like rehashed from yeah. the previous seventeen hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was On UNSW though, um, yeah. one of our other new EPs went there, and they did do a semester where they did periodization. And it was basically a strength training principles oh, wow. um, yeah. subject yeah. one semester. And when I heard that, I was like, God, that's, awesome. that's, that's, mm-hmm. I, it shouldn't have been surprising yeah. that they did yeah. that. Yeah. It shouldn't have been, but it was, and it makes so much sense. Yeah. It was such a good idea. But yeah, go on. Yeah, you were saying. Um, yeah, so it was a February, March 2020, things changed pretty quick. Um, and all the lectures were all of a sudden just online. So we, we'd have our online lectures every week. Hmm. Uh, but we definitely missed out on that, I suppose, bit of camaraderie with our mm. student colleagues. Um, and I think not having access to the staff, if you did have any kind of questions outside of your lectures, mm. it's a bit of a bit of a strange world to be in. Um, mm. Our tutorials, um, we would have our shoots. Some were recorded, pre-recorded, some, some were live. Um, so it was, I, I would say it was definitely, definitely a change. You had to be, yeah, I, I felt like you had to... Um, you had to adapt pretty quick, right? You had mm. to have a little bit of structure in your week mm. and set time aside to look at the lectures or follow mm. the lectures and the shoots because mm. I just found if you didn't, you'll pile up very, very, very quickly. Are you So in your first two years when you could go mm. and everything was in person, yeah. Did were you an online lecture person or did you like to go into... No, I actually liked going yeah, okay. yeah, and, and listening. And then if I needed to, we listened to the, mm. to the lectures... So how was that transition to having to structure your own time at home to actually do them? I would say it was it was it was tough going. I think yeah, we were kind of locked in your in your room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it like I just found that it was the repetitiveness of just being in the same space. Yeah. Day in day out for a couple of days a week. Mm. You know, yeah. When you're going to uni, you, you do have the structure, but it's a nice change of environment and seeing right. You get a bit break in between, but um, you had to be organized and on top of it make sure you had time cut out in your calendar to keep on top but also it was challenging at times that you were just confined to, the, to your bedroom or whatever oh. yeah a couple of times a week. Yeah. you could definitely see how it could potentially get on on some people yeah yeah, yeah. you know when, when you're on campus as well and you have the full assignment kind of load as well coming through you usually have your colleagues closely where you can have a chat and say god how are we going to get through this type of stuff but you didn't really have that you were kind of left alone in your own little space to dwell on it and think mm. 
eek than some of the assignments, but yeah, it was a very, very different, yeah. Like trying to organise the group assignments and... Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. You have to like organise your own... Your own Zoom calls, your own kind of that. meetings, your check-ins, your, you know, where are you at with this and how are we going here, yeah. So it was very different. Very different. I would have got fucking nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> if I was at uni during COVID, yeah. I would have got nothing done. Like, I was so lucky that like, in healthcare we could still come to work five days a week because, mm. like, if I had to work from home, I would have been the least productive person in the world because mm. if I'm at home, I can just kind of do whatever I want yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it would not have been good working days yeah. if I was at home. So that's, that's pretty, yeah, I think it's pretty amazing that yeah. people can actually get through uni. Yeah. And it's like, okay, hey, you are now this, you now have this degree. Yeah. Um, we, we think you did all the work. Yeah. <laughs> we think you did all the work. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. We didn't see it. Was actually actually just, just, I was trying to think there, actually. When was the last day I actually was on campus? <laughs> what are we, we're what, in November now? Yeah. Um, it must have been March. Yeah, shit. Yeah. We were, we were, in, we were in for semester one for a couple of weeks. That was pretty much it. Maybe five, six weeks, I'd say. We got a run in March and that was it, yeah. And then lockdown again? Yeah, Is that why it stopped? Yeah, lockdown. Right, which happened like yeah. June-ish. Lockdown and then the union was saying, look, we're not going to take any chances. You can or can't. You know, you can come in if you want, but we would advise right, yeah. people not to. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> we had a couple of prac classes maybe end of se- semester one. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's right. I remember having another student who was like, yeah, you could go into prac classes but then they'd be filming the yeah, prep class as right, well, yeah. so other people yeah, could yeah. see it from home. Yeah, yeah a little laptop set up in the corner, and what yeah, yeah. Weird people setup. dialing in. Yeah, mm. people at home. Yeah, so very different, very strange. Mm. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, Alan. I should probably not talk into this. Oh, I can ask question. If, if, if you, you can ask a question, you, you ask questions. I want to see. Oh, he's getting into it. Question. So you, you've come to the end now of your final placement, and speaking to our enormous audience of, you know. Ten. Ten. <clears throat> From the perspective of a student, yep. what makes a good placement? Okay. Thought about this question. Good. Not that, not that they it's were almost trying to Because we want to know, right? Because yeah. you know, we what, we we want to give students that come in a, a great experience mm-hmm. to help them get set up for that transition mm-hmm. into into a working life. And you know, to, to have the opportunity to, to have it from your perspective yeah. um, allows us to get some insight into what we can improve on to, to improve that experience. Sure. And for other people's businesses as well, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of not just CPs, but physios, chiros, whoever, allied health takes students. And not often you get a chance to kind of hear from someone who's done all four mm. and then has probably got a good idea of what's going on and it's had a guinness and has and it's had a guinness so you, you won't like <laughs> <laughs> i think what makes a good uh, a good placement would definitely be the eps that you're being sh- you're shadowing when they have like 110 percent vested interest mm-hmm. in the client and love what they do that comes across I'm not just saying that. Uh, it definitely comes across, right? Blushing. Look, at this guy is a prime example. Like, gets on great with, her, with your clients. Mm. It's clear you love what you do, and there's a real good positive energy around the place, and that rubs off on the people around you in the mm. gym. That's really important, and I think 
that's definitely one thing that makes a really, really good placement. The other thing as well is organisation, being organised. Like from the day I arrived in here, everything was organised. My calendar was up to date with appointments. I knew who was coming in at what time, who I was buddying with, everything. I had shared access onto the tools, I was able to get in and do notes straight away. Mm. And that, you know, sets a big precedent that to start with, okay, these guys mean business, it's proper professional mm. here and it's it's run really, really well. Mm. Um, Interesting. So like the first the first kind of impression of how organized is it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think like a year ago we weren't particularly organized. <laughs> right, okay. Someone like, would turn up someday. Yeah, it was like, oh, shit, who's doing the introduction? Okay. It was like, Lauren, go speak to him. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, hi. Yeah. Here's a calendar. Just show me for I don't know, just, just hang out with someone in the gym. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, good good to know. It's like yeah. the, or the organization side of it makes sense. And I think that's a nice point. It's like it, it, you come in and you go, oh, they mean business. Yeah. And it kind of puts you in the in the mindset it's like oh okay yeah this, this is, is what's it. expected here mm, mm. like you know it's a professional environment that's it like you've walked through the doors into a place that these guys mm. know what they're doing right and you, you take it from there Um, i think the other thing as well is um i like the uh, like personally as well like when we're out on the gym floor with clients i like um when the senior eps would ask you questions around Okay, how would you regress that exercise? Mm. Or what what do you think are the considerations for this person with Parkinson's disease or mm. multiple cirrhosis, whatever it might be? Mm. Um, and you, you you do that really well. Mm. Um, and having having that checking in for your in, like your understanding of the situation and, and the main things you need to take away. Um, because if if you know you you're not right or you're not sure, that's okay. But you can always go back to your desk and pull up your uni notes and have a little look. Yeah. And say, okay, but I know that for the next time you'll, you'll never forget it, right? So mm. I like that the way you, you check in with the students, mm. um, and you also gives a ch- you also gave us a chance, and the other EPs here as well gave us mm. a chance to design and create programs for group classes, individual one-to-one sessions. That's great, mm. um, and you're able to tell like you're able to tell us maybe not that exercise if you got something else in your in your mm. battery that you might use to help with that person because they can't squat for example or, mm. yeah mm. so those little things I think are great and that that makes a good clinical placement the organization the professionalism the chance for you to think of your exercise considerations and not just be stuck to like the S position statements <laughs> right <coughs> three times ten yeah <laughs> two, two times, times ten <laughs> for everyone <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So like all of those all of those points I think are key. That's what makes a great placement. Mm. I've been in placements where it hasn't been like that. Well tell us the opposite. Like um I mean, you don't have to name don't name names. I won't name names. Don't, don't I, won't, name I won't I won't no no of course not. Um not being organised, mm. not having access to any of the tools on day one, mm. being asked on day one to go and get coffees for the rest of the team and here's the company credit card really yeah and literally oh. and literally been in the door for what? 15 minutes i i will put my hand up and no say way. i may have been guilty of that uh, no ah. andrew i may have been guilty of what? that but i think that was also a reflection of the fact that we had no idea what we were doing at that time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah is this an intern yeah. like how does it yeah. work like do yeah. we just send them yeah first? just there's a coffee shop down there good just we need know, to give you something you to put do. it on the tab. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. what do you do? You get you get coffee, which is yeah. terrible. You should not. Mm. Do that. <laughs> no. But like, 
obviously we're not naming names and I never would right but <laughs> the, the, the first first placement the first placement I walked in through the door I bet I listened to fif- 15 minutes in can we get us a coffee I didn't even meet the, the whole team and this card landed on my desk and I was like what's this and he was like oh listen yeah mine's a flat white and <laughs> cappuccino and he ended up going out the door with like 8 orders marching down the road to get coffees and I'm like half an hour even hasn't gone by here yeah, and I'm out right. getting coffees or you know yeah, I don't have access to anything Yeah, and I yeah. was like from from then on in I was kind of thinking right 101 how not to run your yeah. student yeah, placement yeah. program I guess your you mindset as then is also like oh, I kind of tune out a little yeah. bit like yeah, I'm not that interested so after that mm, but you okay. guys I loved it here it was great mm. it was great five weeks I really enjoyed it um no, I'm not, I'm not lying to you, but I will tell you the truth. <laughs> I haven't been talking, but like... Is that a good list? No, but uh, no, I really enjoyed everything. <laughs> I, awesome. I enjoyed it. It was a great placement, and the points I mentioned at the start there, I yeah. think they're, they're critical yeah. for the student to get as much out of it as mm-hmm. they can. I think it goes both ways as well, right? Because you can tell when a student comes to the door whether they are keen to learn and keen to you know, get involved and get their hands dirty. Yeah. Um, and that makes a huge difference to the placement as well. If someone's standoffish and doesn't take initiative and you know doesn't want to get involved, then mm. it makes it really really hard. Yeah. So I think for for one, if for any students is is go in there and and, and be keen and ask. Yeah. To yeah. get involved early. You, you got to put in what you want to get out of it. That's it. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you go in and you you kind of like you say you're going to be standoffish and you're going to let the EP mm. um just dictate everything and mm. not have any questions mm. or be inquisitive. Mm. You're not going to come away with much. Mm. You probably won't pass the placement, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so I think it's important to get involved from day one, show mm. interest, and show mm. up. Mm. Yeah. Andrew, do you remember your placements? I do, I do. I had two placements. Okay. Two placements. Um, both were quite different. One, <clears throat> one I was. Um, so this this was funny. So I I got placed with a PhD candidate who was looking at, uh, I won't go into too much detail, he was looking at um, uh, overtraining. Mm. Um, and so it was my job, He, I, I got sent to the under 16 uh, state championships for rugby union, yeah. and my placement was to video the games. <laughs> so I literally videoed <laughs> games for two weeks, mm. and that was my placement. Um, the other one was under a, a, a physio, so it wasn't an EP, it was under a physio, uh, who basically ran like a, um, uh, what would you call, Les Mills style, oh, yeah. um, aerobics Oz style, mm. you're too young for that, um, like, like aerobics kind of yeah. thing for old people. Sure. Um, and it was like, here's the program, mm. these people have been coming for... 10 years, yeah. do this, just do, just do this. Mm. Don't ask questions, just do it. Just do yeah. it. Um, and it was, it was garbage. Like I didn't learn anything from either of, but what I learned was that I didn't want to do either of those really? two things yeah. based on the experience yeah. that I have. How about you? What was your experience with? I, I, I've just been thinking about it and I think I got really, really lucky. Um, I think one of the, the best placements I had was a student clinic because you actually get to run everything and the clients come in with the expectations like oh i'm going to a student clinic Mm. so that's 
what I'm going to expect, that's the kind of treatment I'm going to expect, and I'm going to place that much value on it because that's how much I'm paying for the treatment as well. Mm, yeah. I'm paying you know, 20 bucks, 50 bucks a session, or whatever, so I'm not going and expecting the world. Yeah. Um, which was great, because I got to run initials, I got to run my own programs, got to run my own sessions, and our supervisor would pop their head in and go, hey, how you going? Every so often, yeah. I'd give them a thumbs up, yeah. and they go, sweet, cool. And then you could go and ask some questions afterwards, and those are the best. So. Like I'd say if you can get any student clinic placements, I know UNSW has a student clinic, which is awesome. Mm. Um, Sydney Uni, I did mine up in Lismore, um, which was a great placement. Mm. That was really, really good. And then I got like a good range of disability, private practice, and then a mental health hospital. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was, that, yeah, that was great. Which was great. Yeah, that was yeah. good too. Mm. Was, was the mental health one, was that at uh, Macquarie? Macquarie. Yeah. Hospital? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard amazing things. I was about, as well. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was yeah. my last placement. Um, yeah. Christine Granger, she, she's yeah, amazing. Yeah, brilliant reputation. Yeah. And, and if you do get the opportunity to go mm. and, and spend some time there, it yeah. is... Mm. Lots a different fun, world. Yeah, different world, lots of fun, lovely clients. Mm. And that's just awesome. It's great exposure to that area as well. And you're a really important part of those people's lives. Yeah. Because while they're there, there's, you know, there's not a whole lot else going on. Mm. And for some of them, going to the wellbeing gym is the only chance they get to get out of their ward. That's oh. right, yeah. Mm. Otherwise, they're... It's a break away from the norm, from, for, you know, mostly. Maybe, and a know. break to get away from all the other people mm. who are just kind of feeding into the same right, yeah. mental health cycle there. Yeah. And it's like, no, come out, come spend some time. We'll just and they love it. shoot the shit. Clients love mm. it. Yeah. Do some gym training. What do you want to do? It's like, oh, I normally get, do boxing when I'm not here. It's like, great, let's do boxing. It's mm. I normally just like do chest and tries. Like, all right. Let's do chest and tries. There you go. This is great. Fantastic. I love those ones. They're great. Um, mm. Any final thoughts, Alan, on, on uni placement, um, yeah, life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that went deep. Very, very, very specific and they got very, very broad. Yeah. Probably a couple of things for, for oh. students. Right. Yeah, please. Um, push the boat out a little. Don't be afraid to take on something new. Mm. Um, I would recommend do personal training. Through Me too. That's three. That's yeah. three. Three out of right. three. Communication side, mm. you will apply some of what you learn at uni, and mm. um, probably even more so, it'll mm. complement what you learn on the foundation. A little bit of understanding of how value works yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, this is a, there is some transaction here, and you need to get past that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Any, any internship opportunities that come up, whether it would be sporting clubs, like I've been a sports science intern and strength and conditioning intern with the Bulldogs, mm. I've got nothing to do with the performance over oh, the last two years. Next year though, it's yeah, also with you. But put your hand up and go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's you know, that'll, that'll that'll even improve your confidence and your ability to be around clients, professional athletes, mm. and you learn a whole new world there as well. Mm. Um, so don't be afraid to kind of apply for these things. Um, when you're on your placements, ask questions. Have a go and get involved. Yeah, don't stand on the sidelines. And um, why, if any reason, should people drink Guinness? What's not that? Totally, I mean, look at it. <laughs> I mean, if Andrew and I are even going, we've finished. Yeah, we've finished. And we didn't want it. 
you're the only one who wanted it, and here we are with a with an empty glass. I think it's do you know what? I think it's it's easy to drink, and this like back home, this is what it's about, right? You're sitting down, you're having a chat. This is what it's about, and it's not a gulping drink. It's about sipping that, right. right? So it's it's just go. nice and easy. There you go. It's velvety, smooth, the delightfulness in the can. Have I done a good us. job? Sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. Diageo, we need sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Thanks, guys. That was great. Thanks, Alan. Well, thanks for um, having me. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Please leave a star. Listen to it. Listen to some other episodes if you've just found this one. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, guys. See you later. Thank you. <laughs>